since the beginning of our sessions, we've been talking about the art and the craft. Mm -hmm. So I have been going and reading and uh, again somewhere I read in the craft of it that your characters, especially your main character, should have certain traits and should have certain flaws. Okay. Now, when I go back and read my material, whatever I have read, I cannot pinpoint any flaws per se. And when I started writing, I started writing in a flow. So I never went according to the craft of it that you have to know your character. So you have to know the trait of the character, what he likes, what he dislikes, what makes him angry, what makes him sad. I never thought about that. But more and more, and I think in our last conversation also, you said I need to know four things about my character. Hmm. What makes him angry, what makes him sad, what is his joy and what is his stress point or, or something like that. So yes, traits maybe I can think of, but the flaw thing is a bit confusing for me. Okay. So as of now, from what you have gathered, what is the general idea about it? Where do you think it is not fitting into your plans? No, it's it wasn't in my plan and I don't know how to fit in fit it into my plan because again that goes in the craft way and I've never started writing the craft way. Okay. Again, for me, like I say, storytelling is just existence, life, you know. So every inference that I take about storytelling is from life. Now, in your experience, if you, either yourself or someone uh, around you, use the term superficial and shallow for another person. Many times. Now, according to you, if you were to interpret, what was the perception of that person? perception of that person was maybe I found are you asking my perception or the person's perception whoever called the other person shallow or superficial maybe they don't like the way the other person thinks but for that person he might not be shallow he or she just no, might be like that those are subjective now if you were to base that uh, give that benefit of doubt uh, to your friend or yourself as being the best judge of character, what would have been the reason behind it to use that term? Maybe the person does not look at life or doesn't understand the depth of life and hence we call the person shallow. Which may be very difficult to analyze if you are just watching someone from a distance, if you have not yet known someone, which is quite possible. It happens in public gathering and all that. You come across, you notice people and and you get this instinctive feeling where you don't have a background information on the character. But you get this feeling. What is it that you feel, uh, see and hear that gives you that feeling about that? Most of the times it is <coughs> if the viewpoints don't match, then we think that why are you thinking so superficially or what is this shallow thinking of yours? Okay. But I like to give the benefit of the doubt to the other person also because maybe that other person, he or she 
may not have the capacity to think. No, we are not talking about whether that op opinion is right or wrong. We are talking about if that opinion was right, what would have been the reason for such an inference? Considering you are in a gathering, you and perhaps one of your friends are looking around, watching the crowd and either you or the friend comments on a person. Neither of you know this person, but whatever you see or hear leads to that inference. Now, considering that inference is right, what would have been the reason? See, I'll tell you. Why uh, people make this opinion about others is when they act shallow, you instinctively feel. Now, how do you know that this person is shallow? Now, let's say he, you are watching a group of people gathered around a buffet table and there's just one plate and there's an elder who notices a child heading towards it and rushes and picks it up. What do you feel about that person? Selfish. That, okay. Will that shallow be the right word to put it? Yes. Selfish of course is the right word, but yes. wasn't that very shallow of that person? Yes. Knowing and you know. Now, this very same person comes and boasts about his idealism and uh, humanity and all that. What would you call that? Superficial. So, these are traits, right? Uh, now, these traits of this particular character has led you and your friend and maybe couple others like you to dislike this person. So, that particular trait has become a flaw for that character. So now the problem with the definition of flaw in storytelling is that and because the craft always puts it in that way is that uh, a flaw should be something that uh, should cause the downfall of a person. Okay. Uh, the character, it should cause the downfall of the character, should uh, be detrimental. But not necessarily. A flaw is just something that gives a depth to the character. I know it's overly rated, but Godfather is one of my favorite novels. Okay. When I read it, I hadn't watched the film. Uh -huh. I went back to finding out the flaw of uh, any one character that Mario Puzo wrote. So let's talk about Godfather. First of all, we, let's have this base that uh, any interpretation of another creative artist's work is an interpretation. What that artist has thought and put into his work, only he would know and he would be better able to explain. But as audiences, this is our job. This is how we interpret things and uh, perceive it and that's why we connect with it or not, either ways. So, I feel 
if we were to take Godfather's example. This was a very powerful character. By the way, uh, just to make a note on that is that Mario Puzo's uh, inspiration to write Godfather was Superman. Really? Yeah. And his flaw was not kryptonite, but more something else. But we'll delve into that some other time. But for now, coming back to Godfather. He was a very powerful man who spoke his mind, uh, who could uh, see far ahead than people he was surrounded with and loved his family, was respected by others. Despite all that, if such a character is supposed to have a flaw, what kind of flaw he would have? I mean, in a textbook kind of way, he's very perfect character. He seems perfect. He's wherever uh, he is in the crime world, he's the top don. Is the godfather, you know. Uh, with all that, despite crime, despite even uh, respected by uh, the law department. So imagine the kind of uh, characterization that might have gone into it. Now, what could be the flaw of such a person, such a near-perfect person? According to me, not according to Maria Puzo, According to me, what was Godfather? He was a man who loved his family and to make sure that his family is taken care of, he might have gotten into the crime world and where, given his sharpness and wisdom, he climbed the stairs and became the Godfather. And he came to a position of power where he could dictate terms. Now, this is probably his journey, whatever, because we see him when he's already old, but this could be the journey. And the way he treats his family and everything. And even if you look into the aspect that last moment of his life was with the family. And every time he speaks about it, he's family. So that's the only thing he represents. He's all about his family. Now, what does he do that disturbs this equation in his life? That sanctity of uh, his family. One now, deal that he is so against. Yes. Now, if we come to that deal, why was Godfather so against it? Now, if we say that he was an idealistic man, he didn't want it to do. Fair enough, that is a character trait. That is why we are rooting for that character because there is a redeemable quality in him. Otherwise, he's a dawn, right? There is something good in him. So, he makes that decision. But the reason all this mess that happens in Godfather's life is not just because of that one deal. Okay? That one deal could have been the trigger point. What Godfather represents Basically, is a man 
who is an alien in the world he lives in. Okay. Where does he live in? He is the dawn of the crime world. In a crime world, a man is supposed to be selfish, greedy and uh, brutish and should be able to kill another person before the other person can shoot him. Right? This is, these are the simple rules of the crime world. Think about yourself, get all that you can and there, there is no such thing as law. In such a world, Godfather was a man with principles, idealistic principles. He would favor friends, he would remember favors, he would support the whatever he believed is right, he would go out of the way to support. He was a principled man in a crime world. Now it is like saying a uh, individual who is supposed to be like an aerostis with a uh, short-tempered short aerostis in the hospitality industry, she, she has that flaw. Now that short-tempered aerostis was, a, if she was a uh, cop, then that could have been her trait. But in the world she was living, that was her flaw. The same way, Godfather's this idealistic approach and this principled approach, this approach of not having, uh, feeling the need to explain himself. You know, those are his flaws in that world because in that world there was no one else like him. So, he made them look uh, less than him. They felt alienated. They outcasted him. They decided to get him out of their way. And that all thing led to his son being killed and so on. So, the significant flaw that has created complication in a character's life is this. He was a wrong man in a wrong world. I don't think so. He was a wrong man in the wrong world because then he wouldn't have built a regime and uh, he was ruling for a very long time and I do not think that his... Again, I'm arguing hmm. because I do not feel uh, satiated with this answer because if we are talking about his traits, his characters and his flaws as a personality, they were the same when he was young. They were the same when he made a regime, reached a certain level where he became the godfather. Mm -hmm. Even in the beginning and his prime, his idealism was the same, which was the same during the the incident which was drugs so yes like you just said you know that crime is wrong i mean you kill a person so you kill with a gun or you kill with drugs both is wrong but his idealism was what that that's that is their work they are doing it but when he said no for drugs he said it because he was thinking of the younger generation so that wasn't his flaw is what i feel he, he of course, it is not a flaw as a human being, but it is a flaw for a person in the crime world to think like that. See, the very example of Aerostis is that, right? That particular trait of a Aerostis being short-tempered is wrong for her industry, her world as an Aerostis who is from an hospitality industry. But that same trait 
if she had been a cop would have been her plus point but what if with her same trait because she is short tempered she saves the life of 600 people uh so the situation is there is a hijack situation and she can do it only because of her trait which is short temperedness which could have been a flaw otherwise which is a flaw every time she is in the hospital that would make for a good story because that is how what story is all about right hero hero overcoming is or her flaw and being a hero so then how does that become a flaw a flaw is something a flaw is a trait that is let's put it in a very simplest way disrupts the equation inside you in your life now if that trait of yours is self sabotaging in whichever way not just emotionally physically mentally even socially it if it is sabotaging your progress as a character it is your flaw uh, there was this uh, movie called kindergarten cop arnold uh, uh played the role kindergarten cop now he was a very clear cut character uh been a cop for a long time and seen crime and all that has become dead inside in a, in his own way and very uh very impatient around kids then there's a situation a plot twist that leads him to become a undercover teacher in a school where he has to deal with kids now in his cops profession in being impatient short tempered aggressive all were his traits they pushed him forward they helped him in his job but in the undercover profit, uh, gig whatever he was doing that became his flaw because that created a barrier between him and the kids whom he was supposed to protect and the kids couldn't trust him and because of that distance he couldn't make them follow his orders so that flaw endured with his job is in this perspective now as the story progresses of course he bonds with this case the kid starts trusting him that is where the hero has overcome that flaw and then he is man able to save them so the whole story about uh, a character's journey is about him growing right evolving right you see the same character different situation and uh, the character flaw simply put a flaw is a trait that is not working in your favor no if i am supposed to be a very diplomatic person in a certain profession and i am a sharp shooter then that becomes my flaw because in that world it is not accepted now if you take me out of that world and judge me of course i it's a good trait but where i have to exist and survive there it is a flaw there it become it works against me so a trait that works against you is a flaw 
So coming back again to the art and craft of it, mm -hmm. do you think that Mario Puzo, when he wrote Godfather, he had already jotted down these points that this will be the flaw, this will be this, or is it become later that people went and scrutinized, critically analyzed, dissected his story and then came onto these craft laws? See, I'll tell you what, uh, these authors like uh, Paulo Coelho, Richard Bach, Mario Puzo, Ernest Hemingway, I can confidently say that in my head it doesn't work fit well that they might have actually chalked out a block and figured out the hero will start here and here. They they just went with the flow. They had an idea and they had the sense that it made for a good story and they pursued the path. Now, because they were good in what they were doing and others couldn't be there, they tried to imitate it. Now, when you imitate someone, you have to observe them and know their patterns, see, look for something that you can practice. Now those things, that observation is what we are calling craft. This is what we spoke in one of our previous session. What is required for, for art to come out? The writer not standing in his own way. How does the writer stand in his own way? Self-doubt. Peer pressure and getting, trying to Going out of the way to please an audience. You have to understand the audience. You have to cater to the audience. But you can't please them. That choice, that decision is their free will. Your job as a writer is to understand their expectations and cater to it. Whether they like it or not is their free will. Best example of art and craft in storytelling. You know that mountaineering, uh, there's a group of uh, hikers who would climb the mountains and all that. They all have rappel and uh, the first one who goes up takes all the risk. As he climbs up, he hammers the hooks and uh, puts the rappel around it and he reaches the top. And that path is what others follow. So the first one was an artist. Others are craftsmen. Mm -hmm. 